0: Mr. Danny and Miss Callie are uh, on their way back from the Lularo conference, getting some well-deserved time away. And when they're away, it's cool because we get to hear other people speak. Uh, And today we get to hear Mr. Lance Hula, and uh, he rocked it in the nine o'clock. And uh, so I'm super excited for all of y'all, eleven o'clock, to get to hear him speak. It's a blessing. Um, we don't get to hear it very often, but it's really good when he, he does get to come up here and do speak for us. Good morning, 11 o'clock. What's happening? Man, what's up? Y'all, I just want y'all to know that there's a really awesome guy here today. He can dance like no other. His name is Solon, and he wrote a note and left it on the pulpit, so I figured I would I'd let y'all, I'd give y'all a shout out. Everybody meets Sullivan. He can teach you how to do some pretty wild dance moves, but I couldn't do them, so I'm jealous. Anyway, good morning, guys. I'm Lance. Um, a little bit about myself, because there's a lot of new faces in the house, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about this morning. Um, but my wife and I, Danae, she was on the piano. She is much better half. I'll just go ahead and throw that out there. Um, we... Um, we have been—I uh, guess we've been going to Cornerstone for about eight and a half years. Um, over that time, we were youth pastors for about five years here, and we've been on the worship team for the majority of that time. Um, we have developed somehow, picked up four kids on the way. I don't know where they came from, but um, come up and look like me too. It's weird, <laughs> but I'm just so excited. I mean, there's—it's just beautiful the things we've been seeing God do in our church here lately. Um, I, I was telling them at nine o'clock um, you know we hear we hear so much come from things like a church growing and, and it so often is a as it's, it's, it's sad as it is um, so often people see it as negative they 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 miss they don't get to see their friends as much their um, their crew or, or or how you say it um But the beauty of it is, is that I've always heard this argument. Even before Christ, I I heard an argument of, all they care about is numbers. Well, guys, I want you to know, I will stand behind, I know Pastor Danny will back me up on this, is that we do care about numbers. Because every number is a person. And every person has a soul, and they have a story. And it might be brokenness, it might be victory, whatever. But we do absolutely only care about numbers. Because you are a number. I'm a number. Your friends, your family, they're numbers. They're people. They're, they're beautiful. And that we truly do care. And that's why we split our services into two. We we were overflowing at, at 1030. So Pastor Danny says, we're going to go two. Are you ready? I was like, dude, yeah. So my wife got up at 430 this morning. I rolled out at 508 just to get our kids ready so we could get here. If you had a donut, enjoy them. I was... Uh, I was feeling generous this morning, so I bought a few extra. So um, I'm just so pumped to know to see you guys. I don't know everybody, and that's that's big to me. Like I'm very bad at meeting people. Like I'll be like, "Hey, oh, hi. uh, hi, good to see you." I'm working on that. I've been working on that, man. Like I'm just kind of awkward, and I'm I'm good with that though. Um, but it's beautiful for me to be in a place that where when I when I first stepped in the door, everybody was like, hey, man, like, just love you from the moment you walk in. That's awesome. I feel like that's the culture here. But also, back then, it was 30 to 60 on the high side to even now that they're, like, pushing that many kids upstairs. And that's awesome. It's beautiful not to know everybody. I want to meet everybody. And I'm, I am confess, I'm working on it. I'm not trying to be rude, okay? Um... You know, we laugh about that, but it's beautiful because the more people there is, that means that the church is growing, but most importantly, the body of Christ is growing. So this morning, um, I want to share, well, it's almost afternoon, we're like pushing it, but I want to share a little bit about what God's been kind of dealing with me on over the past several weeks and even months, um... So, I I ask uh, at 9 o'clock, I'll share this real quick, but, you know, you always hear that, I'm not a morning person, I'm not a deal or something like that. I'm going to just throw this out there. I'm not great at mornings, but once I'm up, I'm good. People are like, are you drinking Red Bull? No, I haven't drank one in a week, so, all right. But, I'm not great at getting my tail up out of bed. I'm just not, like, I love to sleep. We're going to share a scripture in a little bit about uh, how... Christ says He is the vine and we are the branches. If we abide in Him, He abides in us. I'm just saying I abide really well in my bed once I lay down. I'm like, or anywhere if I camp out for 35, 40 seconds. Um, My wife will say that I'm not lying. I'm good at sleeping. Um, But anyhow, I just wanted to share that. But but like, not a morning, not not a morning person, not a morning person. Well, if you're not, welcome to 11 o'clock. We're glad to have you. I'm, I mean. Yeah, y'all, y'all get a little more time to get all, all pretty up and stuff. We ain't going to tell nobody else that day. Um, cool. Well, I'm so thankful for this opportunity. Uh, Pastor Danny um, uh, and I were on the phone a few weeks ago, and I was just calling to check up with him and stuff. See, so yeah, he was doing, he was like, hey, man, uh, I feel like the Lord's uh wanted me to ask you something. And I was like, all right. <laughs> uh, go. And he said, uh, would you like to preach in two weeks? I was like, Uh Yeah. yeah I would you know it's kind of like all right, now it's it's always an excitement like yes I do like I really love to share the word of God but then you gotta kind of weave and figure out what parts of what he's dragging you through at the time that he wants you to share with his church so today don't think that I prepared this just to bring just to the church it's something I've been dealing with and I'm walking in and I'm he's preparing me and teaching me, and I want to share it with you guys, if that's all right with y'all. All right. Well, my mom, um, um, I don't pass, the, uh, notes are bad for me, but I'm going to go on down. Let's see, let's see, let's see. We are talk. we talked about numbers. <laughs> Mr. David, I told you it wasn't going to work. But I, I went back there and kind of trimmed up my stuff earlier, trying to make it more fluent. But, the, uh Back to numbers. I wanna I wanna wrap up the numbers thing. Is that it's so important that what happens in especially in a church that's growing, or even a church that is has been the same for so long, people get lost in the balances. If you're not part of this group, if you're not part of that. If you if you, if you come at nine o'clock and you change your mind to come to eleven o'clock, things you kinda move around and sometimes people get Overlooked that sounds bad, but I mean it does. I mean I overlook my kids. We have a brand new little girl. She's Two and three months old and tomorrow three months old tomorrow awesome, but um when we We have our three boys our boys are five four and three like they've been like for the last Five years or last three years. They've all been there like We're just dragging them like everywhere We go we're like one two three. They're out. We're good well, you get a new baby who can't get herself out of the car who doesn't know how to unbuckle, can't even talk. Just She do not even cry that much, guys. I mean, it's like she's not even there for real. And like, we get out the store and I'm counting boys, and I'm like, yeah. All right. And we're walking off, and Nate's like, you gonna get out of lay? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Let me get out of lay. You know, it's like, so things do happen. I never have left my kid in the car, never locked her in the car. But my wife reminds me. Um, but we're over that now. I hadn't done that in like two or three days, so we're good. Um, but the beauty of it is, is that people matter. All of us matter. Numbers is so important to Christ. He even put a book in the Bible called Numbers. Let's let's go with that. Um, but the beauty of it is, is that we matter so much to Christ, so much to Him, that He gave us perfect, sinless life to save us from hell, to set us free from sin, and most importantly, most importantly, to bring us into complete unity with the Father. We are one with Him. And Second um, Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 17 through 21. Um, Paul is talking to the Corinthian church. And he says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, for he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. He didn't say that we might one day get there, but he, it says God made him who knew no sin. Him who knew no sin was Christ. He is our avenue to become one with the Father. And that's, um, that's what's so important about being a number, guys. I'm not just saying, like, you're a number, yeah, we're filling the roster. Um, I mean, it's, it's not the case. It's not the case at all. Um. And you know, I, I, after I talked with Pastor Danny about church and about him asking me to preach and stuff, and I was like, "Well, I'll have to figure out all of this stuff that God's been just kind of dumping in my lap and showing me where to work and how to how to do these different things and these different areas of my life better, that I can show people him, and I like I don't know." if I'm the only one who depends on the notes in the iPhone, but if you have an iPhone or smartphone, there's a note thing. And a lot of people just jot a note down. For me, I used to, even from my first iPhone, I have a, always have a note in there, and it's called Jesus Speaks. So whenever he, like, lays something on me, I gotta, I gotta get my phone out, even if it's just two words, so I go, I gotta get back on this. Um, and... So that's kind of what happened. When Pastor Danny asked me you know, to preach, I'm like, oh gosh, i got to go through my notes and just see what, what the Lord wants me to share. Because he don't give us something for nothing. He don't weigh on your heart about something. He, he always has a purpose behind his uh, His word. And um, so I get home that evening. I don't know if I, I guess it was maybe lunchtime. I was on my way home and I, I walked in and I was like, I told my wife. I said, Danae, I said, Pastor Danny wants me to preach in two weeks." She goes, "Are you ready to preach?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> you know, just be honest, no. And um, she said, "What are you going to talk about?" I said, "Well, you know how that goes." I said, "I'll I'll just keep praying and keep believing that uh, that the Lord will show me exactly in in time what He wants me to share about." And um, so that's kind of the way He. He he deals with me kind of funnily, I guess. Kind of sometimes it's hilarious to me because um, I think I'm the only one going through something because I'm the only one, right? You know, but you know, then you start trying to convey the things that God's doing in your life, and he's like, you're talking to people who are going like, "Man, were you like hanging out with me last night?" And we didn't know, but that's the beauty of Christ, and that's also part of what I believe he wanted me to share this morning is that. As a church, as a body, we grow, and there's people, and it's a house. It's, we are. We're, we're, the church, We Cornerstone Church is not the church of God. It is part of the body of Christ. It is a house we're building for people to come in to experience Christ and Him perfected, also to walk in Him, find a safe place. Well, last night, you know, I'm, a, I'm quite a procrastinator, but I, I'll be honest, I've been trying to, Stack things together to see where the Lord would have me go, and I had a pretty good idea, a pretty good outline written up. And and um, Friday night, I was I was like, well, I'm gonna just kind of fine tune it. Well, I did. I thought. And I used to, I, I had a little Bible, and it was the words in it were so tiny. I always felt like I'd be reading like this. So uh, yesterday, I decided to go get me a new Bible, and I was just gonna go through and just kind of transposed from my phone to my Bible where I needed to be. And no matter how hard I tried yesterday to sit down long enough to to go in, I even got a pack of highlighters for a ninety nine. I mean, come on. Um so I every time I tried, like Danae went and hung out with some friends. So I was there with three boys and baby girl, but she's super like baby girl's super easy. Like she don't she cries, you feed her or you put her to sleep. Like it's easy. Um, the boys, on the other hand, are needy. God, oh, they're needy. So they're like, Daddy, we're hungry. So I go get the little the little hungry man, uh, hungry jack, whatever, complete. You put water in it, mix it up, pancakes, bang. They think it's magic. Like, you pour it out and it turns into pancakes. They're like, that's magic. I'm like, yeah. It's magic that it tastes good. But So I, I mix it all up and feed them, and there's literally enough pancakes for them. I'm <laughs> like, well, I'm hungry too. But, um, so I get them all fed and stuff. I'm thinking, I'll get them fed, get them a show going. They'll be great. And I'll get to work on my sermon, uh, work on transposing everything, moving it to the, to the Bible, how I need to. And then all of a sudden, my baby boy, he's, uh, three here. He is, uh, he is, he's pretty awesome. He's funny. He's a very independent child, but sometimes he wants to hang out. Well, in the moment, he comes up to me and he presents a question to me. Kyle's got a video. You might not can hear it, maybe so, but I wanna I wanna see. What he says is, it says, "Can you help me build a house?" He's he's very hard to understand anyway. Like he's he's funny, but he's, his little voice is the best. Um, so we're we're building this little house and stuff, hanging out. And the Lord spoke to me. He says just like your children want you to do something with them, whether it be just hang out. For him, it was last night it was build a house. But the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you know, how important is it to us as, as people for our dad to be a part of our lives? It's important. Like, we want, you know, everybody, there are cases that where it's, it's less fortunate that your, your dad wasn't just There. But we want someone there to input into us. And my baby boy has been like, any time I felt neglected, he is not going to let that happen. They're like, dude wants me to hold him from the moment I get up, I walk in, whatever. It's like, daddy, I want you. And that's, that's awesome to me because it makes me get a little bit of sense of I'm doing something right. But in the midst of that, um, I'm sitting there playing Legos with him and the Lord spoke to me and he was like, just like Callum wants you to help him build a house out of Legos is I want you to help me build my house. And guys, I want to I want to kind of extend that that Christ cares so much that we want from our earthly father. We want we want them to be a part of us. We want them to teach us how to build, how to I don't know, my papa was my dad. He 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 raised me and and he taught, I could drive a tractor before I could drive a car. I could bush hog and scoop dirt and just about level this thinking driveway and I was like 10. So there's there's a there's a correlation there so that when Christ calls us to help build his house it's kind of it's kind of awesome that he asks his children to help him. Not he don't we don't rely on the father to just spoon feed us. But he says, "I love you and I care about you. You are a number. You are a soul. You are a person. You have purpose. But I want you to help me build my house, and that's good." And you're like, "My house? I don't know how to. I don't even know which end of the nail to hit." The beauty of that is, is that Christ's house is not built with our hands. And um, so when Callan, when he when he says, "Can you help me build a house?" and I'm like, "Sure." You know, I really need to be working on the sermon, but I. I, if I, I think if I missed this opportunity, I probably would have been standing up here today even more awkward than I already am. Um, but it's beautiful that he asked us to help him build his house. He calls us. He wants us to go and share the gospel. He wants us to draw people, to draw the numbers. But more and I'm not going to say more importantly, but very, very importantly, that when we're drawing people, when we're telling our friends just how much they, he means to us, what he's done in our lives, the things they can see he's doing in our lives, is that he also in the midst of our craziness, wants us to help build a shelter, a refuge. The, the scripture is full of, of references of where Christ is our, is our strength and our refuge and our shelter. And he's called us to be his church, to be his house, to show people that when they see the church, it's nothing to be scared of. It's nothing to be hurt or broken over. They're already that way. The lost, we, I'm already that way. I, my natural self, my old man is hurt, broken, offended. But what Christ calls us to be is a shelter. Someone to take them in, to love him, to hug them. And that's awesome. I, um, I mean, there's so many more parts and pieces to the house and to the body of Christ. But I believe today he's wanting to focus on um, the Lord. Um, I just added a, a one plus one of these little finger emojis to my thing, but um, but Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse three, um, he brings out it says, "But the Lord is faithful, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one." God didn't. He's not going. All right, you're saved now. Figure it out. He's not. In 2 Thessalonians, he says he's faithful. He will establish you and guard you from the evil one. And I believe as the church, as the ones who are one with Christ, who are joint heirs of the throne, we are, we are made righteous because He is righteous, that we should be, just as He is, faithful, grounded, and be there for people when they need shelter. I'm not saying it's my power. There's no way. I was talking to Brother David. I was like, "Kind of sounds like I'm saying it's us doing it. It's not. It's Christ in us that gives us the strength and the power to rescue others, to 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 pray for people and they get healed. To see people come out of bondage of addictions for years and years and years. To see people come to know Him. Most importantly, and that's beautiful, man. Um, it's you can you can literally. Comb the scriptures. Um, I've been, I was on the Bible app on my phone, and you can just type in something. I typed in shelter, just to see. And let me tell you how many scriptures came up. There was, you know, like, sometimes you see stuff and it says, read more. And you click it, and like another page will come up, and you click it, and another page will come up, and eventually it's like, no more. I'm pretty sure I clicked that thing like eight times, and it was steadily scripture refreshing, showing me new scriptures. Talking about shelter and a refuge, who Christ is and what His church is called to be. And that's good, man. Um, You know, but the most beautiful thing about being a shelter, developing a shelter, developing a church that looks at people as beautiful, and even in the midst of our craziness, the church still loves us the same way that Christ does. Even in the midst of trying to do that and to build that and to become more of that, if we don't know our way to the shelter or to let's even let's even step it out a bit. If you don't know your way to Walmart, you're probably not gonna make it there. You know, Google Maps helps, but I think we're kind of like the form of the Christian Google Maps or something. Like people need to know lost folks need a shelter, they need a refuge, and God sends us in their path like like, oh hey bud, yeah, it's good to see you. No, you know, kind of like Dang, I gotta talk. Oh. All right. Well, nice to meet you. I'm I'm Lance, but it's beautiful because he designs us to point others to him, and that is um that's just the beauty of walking in unison with the Father. Because there's been times, and there's still times in my life where the Lord speaks, and I'm like, Yes, Lord, I'm, I'm with you. I, I hear you. And then other times, I'm like, oh, Is that? That wasn't him, no, that was my, that was, was gas, that wasn't him. <laughs> but the truth is, I mean, if you're like me, sometimes you're like, oh, I'm nervous, I'm reserved, whatever. But the truth is, the more we walk in unison with him, the more we walk with him, no matter our circumstances, we are in the midst of the most amazing shelter. And there's no need to be. Worried. I remember Pastor Danny telling us stories about when he was um, just first gave his life to Christ, and it was um, he would (laughs) he was at school at uh, LC over in Pineville, and he said that he would start talking to people about Jesus, and he would just be like shaking. He was like, I just, but he didn't. He was like, I don't. In his brain, that's when he wasn't really doing it. He was just in his brain. It was like nervous or whatever. And then one day, somebody asked him, Why are you shaking? He was like, oh, I'm doing that for real? (laughs) So, it's beautiful the way that God uses us. I mean, we're all unique. We're all different. But in the midst of our nervousness, in the midst of our, what what if they know who I was before? In the midst of all that, we're right under his shelter, and his refuge. We're there with him. And if he calls us to it, you better believe he's got your back. Um uh, 2 Timothy, this is, uh, this is Paul sharing with Timothy, one of his right-hand men. Uh, chapter 2, verse 11, it says, uh, it says, this is a faithful saying. For if we died with Him, we shall also live with Him. If we endure, we shall also reign with Him. If we deny Him, He, will also, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, He remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. I believe Paul was talking to to Timothy as a Christian because, I mean, it might mess with your theology a little bit, but when Christ sees us, he doesn't see who I used to be. He doesn't see who you used to be. Even if you have not yet come to Christ, he still does not see the old you because he nailed that to the cross. But when we give our life to Christ, all things do not become peachy and clean and and just perfect. But even in the midst of our old nature, when we say, you know what, I'm going to walk in Lance today. I'm just tired. I'm wore out. My kids have knocked too many things off the counter. I'm going to bust somebody's head. Whatever it is, because I can only whip my kids. I mean, that's, I ain't got a, anybody else bows up. I'm like, I can run pretty fast. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, but the beauty of it is, is in the midst of all that, when <laughs> we're, our old self rises up and we may deny him by our life, we may de- we, people don't see Jesus in me all the time. And that, that, that should concern me and it does concern me. But the beauty of it is, is that when he says, "We shall also reign with him," if we deny him, he also will deny us. But the beauty of it is, we deny him in our old, sinful, flesh, and he denies that. He's already denied that. He's already. This is something that's kind of something you might have to pray about a little bit. But this is what the Lord spoke to me in the scripture and said that that is not who you are anymore. I don't see that person. I deny them because in verse 13 he says, if we're faithless, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. And just a minute ago we were talking about becoming one with Christ. And if we're one with Christ, he cannot deny himself. Who is in us, who is walking with us, who is building us, we are building his church and the shelter that he has called us to be. So don't let that junk change how God sees you in your mind or in your heart because Christ sees you and he sees himself. He sees a shelter for people who need help. And I believe that's what God has called us so eagerly to do. And sometimes it's hard but it's beautiful because he even in the midst of our stubbornness our our, our uh, shy whatever we're he he don't deny. Us. He cannot deny himself and he will not deny himself. Um a few weeks ago I I had the opportunity to 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 flesh out this kind of being a shelter thing. It was it was around the time the Lord started speaking to me about it because I dropped the ball greatly on it. Um my wife had set up a uh, kind of an outing for me and a couple of my buddies and we had made it was a kind of a uh, good good drive to get there, so we kinda split it up into two. We went stay the night, um somewhere Friday night, so that the next day the trip wouldn't be that long. We could kinda deal with it a little better. We wouldn't be divas and needing like snicker bars and stuff to help us get through our day. Um so the next morning one of our buddies wakes up, um, rather sick and uh and this guy, he's a, he's a clown. He, he loves to, he's got to give everybody a hard time. I mean, hard times are fun, but some people do it, like, a lot more than others. And some people take it a lot more than others. Like, he's, he's good at dishing it, but he's pretty good at taking it, too. So he gets sick, and so me and one of my buddies, we're, like, we're just giving it to him, you know, like, man, you're killing me. And then he tells us in the middle of it, he's like, i got my wife coming to get me. So we're like, dude, are you kidding me? You know, and we, we, we give him a pretty hard time. And and in the middle of it, and the Lord just kind of like, you're not showing him Christ. I'm going, yeah, but he's, he's ruining our weekend. I mean, he did hurt my feelings, man. You know, like, dude, we had this thing planned. He, he even sent me a little, we you know those little emojis that say 100, like 100. Like, I'm in. He sent me that the day before. And I was like, dude, he's in. And then he backed out on us. And his wife kind had to come get him. And, I, and it kind of like aggravated me, right? And uh, my other buddy was like, man, don't let that bother you. Like, you, you didn't do nothing wrong. And I, ta- well, I was texting him, like, the next day I was texting my other friend. And I was like, dude, I think I need to apologize to him. He was like, man, why? He was like, it was his choice to do all those things. I was like, like no, nah, dude, I didn't handle him right. I said, I just did not handle him the way that Christ would have handled a child of his. And um, he's like, yeah, you might be right. And it kind of, even if I'm not right, even in that moment, that was what was right for what God was calling me to do, to be a shelter to my friend. Instead of calling him a sissy or whatever, to love him in his place. I'm like, dude, I hope you get better, really. I hope you're all right. Instead, I was like selfish, like throwing a fit because he was backing out and it was one less person, yeah. you know, kind of messing my weekend up. Being selfish, right? Being the old me but praise God for grace and mercy and uh anyhow I I was kind of awkward I wouldn't I didn't talk to him for a few weeks and then finally I saw his truck at home and I stopped by and talked to him and I was like look dude I'm sorry because I handled you in a very un Christ-like way he's like no man it's not you no I was the one that was yada yada I, I shouldn't have did this and this and this and I was like dude I'm telling you The way I handled you is not the way Christ would handle a child of his. And he was like, well, I guess you're right. But I'm telling you guys, in that moment is when Christ started developing this this culture, this thing that says, we have to be a shelter for people who are hurting. Yeah, this guy's a Christian. And I did hurt his feelings, I'm sure. But the beauty of it is, is that Christ offers redemption and he offers grace and mercy and even in the midst of all that even in things that we bring on ourselves, christ don't ever say suck it up i'm sorry and i mean i know there's times where he's like "Eh, well just rub some dirt on it you know but he still is very loving very merciful and he still takes us in he never once said when he was on the cross like oh no not that one right there he spit on me again i'm done with that dude he didn't. He didn't. He didn't say when Judas was like, That's him right there, dog. I'm, I'm going to go kiss him real quick and get my money. He didn't. He did not ever turn his back. And I felt in that moment, I turned my back on my friend who needed a place that, man, like, dude, you're good. If you want to go home, you go. Man, I mean, that's, I want you to feel better. I care more about your well being than I do about a, a fishing trip or whatever. So, that all being said is that the beauty of all that and the, the talk that me and him had is that all of that is that Christ has called me to build a house. And that house is a picture of a shelter, a refuge for broken, hurting people, children that are hurting, struggling, feeling alone, alienated, separated. The list goes on and on. And that is what Christ has called us to build so that people see him and are drawn to him and that can walk in a new life, a new freedom, a new mercy, a new grace that they've never experienced before. You know, you know when you walk into a store, you can look at people and you can tell what that they're dealing with something. Most people who are dealing with anything, they're just kind of like, kind of just shuffling along, kind of sad looking. They don't. You smile. You say, hey, they're like, hey. You can tell when stuff weighs on people, and that's the people that Christ has called us to reach and to grab and to draw. To him, um, Paul follows up um, in Second Timothy. Paul Paul is same same group of same chapter, new scripture uh, in Second Timothy in verses fourteen through seventeen. God kind of kind of laid this in there uh, right after he says he cannot deny himself. He he also goes right down and says. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit to ruin to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness, and their message will spread like a cancer. Um, but what he, he showed me in that scripture there is that it says, remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit. Because what he's saying here is that the arguments, the things, the, the negative, the, the, the babbling, whatever, he says to the ruin of the hearers. You know that just because we're around our friends who might be Christians, who might be walking with Christ, a lot of times people that aren't hear us. And then and, and Paul was saying there to Timothy, you know, some of the stuff we talk about, I mean, don't don't get me wrong, chit chat and good good conversation is great and it's it's part of building friendships. But the way that I handled him in that situation was was one of these times that God said, The people that hear it will be affected by it. And I believe that if had I in the moment been more of a shelter, more of a refuge for him, that that Christ would have been glorified because there was another guy with us that I mean, he's a great friend of mine and, and they don't go to church yet. And I'm really praying for that and believing in that. And if you're watching today, I love you, dude. Um But uh in the midst of in the middle of that, verse fifteen, this is a scripture I learned in like second grade. Did anybody like Anybody in here go to what's called Awana? Awana was uh, at the church I grew up in. I was there for 22 years, and their key verse for, like, as a whole is study to show thyself approved, a worker that needeth not be ashamed. Like, let me tell you, a kid can learn stuff. And they hear, and they listen, especially if you drill in, I mean, I've been, second grade was a long time ago. Um, Like, wow, yeah, 20-something years ago. But um, that's cool, but... I didn't understand what that meant. And I still didn't even know if I grasped it. But when I read that, I, I read it in a different light. It says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. When we walk in unison, when we walk in truth, you don't have to worry about the things you say to people, the things, the way you treat people, the way you move about, the way you... You conduct yourself in a way that when you're with Christ, when you've been studied up, prayed up, read up, one with Christ He shows. It's not a is that Lance or is that Jesus? I don't know. I I don't think I look like Jesus but I pray that my character does. I really do. Um, So if we're not studying, if we're not building, if we're not challenging ourselves to become more like Christ we can't build anything if we're not putting in the work um I like to build stuff I build I used to build houses and remodel them I built a really nice chicken coop I built it kinda doubles as a dog house in case my wife ever gets mad I can go stay in it but um I'm just kidding she don't get that mad at me that I know of um but I'm good at that. Like I, I'm, That's the kind of thing I'm good at, but it's because I've invested time in it. But Christ wants us to see that if we invest more time in Him and His Word and His teachings and His love, that that's the way we start building shelters. That's the way we start building this refuge. Um, some days I struggle to show myself approved. Yeah, but some days I don't. Some days it's just it's easy to flow in God's presence and in His Holy Spirit leading. He's so full of grace and mercy. His word says, "Um, in Second Timothy, chapter two, we're still in t- chapter two. We're going to go on going to verse twenty-one. It says, um, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Flee your useful your youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace.'" "...with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart, but avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. And and a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, be able to teach, patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance, so they may know the truth, and that they may come to, to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will." All of those scriptures that I read at first is Paul charging Timothy to say, if you do these things, if you're gentle, if you're patient, if you're kind, if you're loving, you know, kind of fruits of the Spirit kind of thing. Um, Paul's, a, Paul's a beast. Y'all ought to go back and read some of this stuff if you haven't. Um, but all of that said, he says, if God perhaps will grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will, the devil's will. That Satan is what is here to steal, kill, and destroy. There is things that we've been talking about, or I've been talking about, and y'all are like, "Oh, hurry up!" But um, all of these things is that God is setting us up to become a shelter to show people redemption, to show them the things that they. We so long love and patience and kindness out of people. Like, you might be like, no, I'm tough. Man, we all want to feel like we're welcome and we're wanted. I mean, you might not say it in in public. You might not even admit it to yourself. But, man, it feels so good to be loved and wanted. And that Christ has called us to be that for people. Because when I invite people into my house, when I'm invited to someone's house, I feel welcome. I feel wanted. Um, I don't even make people take their shoes off when they come to my house. <laughs> no, but it's it's so awesome is that he he leads us and he shows us. He says if you if you get with me and let me clean you up and and let me show you the way. Did you know that it says in humility correcting those who are in opposition, like. Like, did you know that you don't have to be mad at somebody just because they don't believe the same way as you? Like, you don't have to lose a friend over that. You can build a shelter. I mean, that's good, you know. Facebook is, like, full of division. And and I'm, I'm not here to divide or promote or, or anything, like, take away from Facebook. But I, mean, I see a lot of people who don't agree on stuff, and they just be like, unfollow one friend like that's not that's not right I mean the Bible even says we can be in opposition but we can com- we can correct in humility they don't have to walk with it but hey build a shelter make things that want people to be I mean you say something get in argument with somebody and be like yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like next week you see them and you were mad they, they were mad that it was all like just nothing got solved next week you see them Hanging out with your friend, they're like mutual friends. It always happens. This always gonna happen. The mutual friends will be like, hey, yeah, I've been like they've been sitting here talking to him. Like you need to come to church with me, and such and such. And then you walk up, they're like, yeah. And Lance goes to church with me too. And they're like, hey, going nowhere. That sucker goes. I mean, that's that's kind of how it works, man. And but I don't know. That's at least I've noticed it that way. Like the Lord is gonna he's gonna give you the opportunity for redemption. um so, but all that being said, that the more we look like Christ, the easier these things are. The easier it is to be a church that loves and that grows and that shows people that hell is a real place and heaven is a real place and that the ultimate goal is heaven, but you won't lead anyone there without showing them who Christ is, the love of Christ and being in unison with Him, not to be a shelter. I mean, yeah, we, we, can, we can preach at people till we're blue in the face, We can give them all the Word of God, all the Scriptures, and they they may not ever understand it until the moment that it's supposed to click. But it's a lot easier if people are on your team already to go, Hey, man, Jesus really does love you, and He really has something awesome for you. And then they're like, Oh, okay. It's, it's 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 just the way that God works. You don't ever see Christ just... Completely, just ripping his dudes apart. I mean, with the three and a half years of Christ's life, we see is is awesome. I mean, yeah, he did flip some tables over and you know uh, get a little rowdy in the temple, but that was a whole different ball game. Um, Christ is uh, the perfect picture of grace and love and mercy, and that's what he has called us to be. It's the perfect picture of him in the flesh. Um, I'm not saying you got to be perfect. Of course, that would be awesome. And if you was uh, if you were here, the to week, last week, week before last, and the one before that, there was there were some there were some challenging scriptures and some challenging things preached that um, that really would push you to strive to be more like Christ. And I hope this is one that uh, goes that way. Um, rambling, I, I do that. I ramble, uh, rabbit trail, I guess. Um, but in John chapter 15 verse 5 this is my last scripture. And uh, Kyle's like, Amen. He gave me a ton today. But the way that we become more like Christ, the way that we walk in that that humble opposition thing that I've not yet figured out, and I'm working on, is John fifteen five says, "I am the vine; you are the branches." This is red letters. That was Jesus. That's pretty cool. Like, how did? I mean, I don't even know how they knew, but he wrote in red. Jesus spoke in red. No, but they in your in most Bibles, you do see the words of Jesus are in red. So this is something that is from the mouth of himself. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And that's, that's not... Man, I can. I can do stuff. Yeah, you can. Um, but usually when I walk with by myself without him, I, I mess up. Like bad, like I've messed all kind of good stuff up. But he's the vine, we're the branches. If We abide in him, he and us. We begin to bear the fruit that Christ bears. We become his house, a shelter for those who have no clue where to turn. They don't know the way to the shelter. They don't know the way. The Google Maps ain't helping them none. Siri ain't got the answers. Ask Siri about Jesus. She's like, oh, what are you talking about? It's weird. Like, they, pro- they program Siri to not be anything, I guess. But the beauty of it is, is that when we bear the fruit of Christ, we get to show people Christ. We show Him where to go, where to run. And I know there's people here. I challenge each and every one of us who are Christians, and if you're not, man, today is the perfect day to start running. Because even, even in the imperfection that we are as Christians, as people who struggle, who need help. Christ loves us, and His goal is to see all of us saved. Um, And His goal is to see all of us redeemed and and made new. So I challenge everyone here. It says, let us not be so selfish that we cause others to run from church or from the church, but that we encourage others to run to Him. Not to a bill, not to a place, but to Christ himself, his never-ending love, which is full of forgiveness, mercy, strength, victory, favor, and so much more. You feel like you've never had the chance that you're not going to make it, that different things have uh, just presented themselves in our lives, like broken families. Uh, One time, I remember Danae and I talking, and we were running around 70 children, or I say children, 70 youth in the youth group, probably, I don't know, probably six or seven years ago. And we were sitting there looking, and we got to counting, because I mean, these, that's what we were involved with, was the youth and everything we saw. and We got to thinking, we got to counting, like, I come from a broken family. I, my mom and dad split up when I was young. Um. so I think about that kind of thing like I look at people and I, and, I, and, I, and I know what it feels like to to be torn between parents and try to win the affection of one or the other and so we're looking at these young men and women who are 6th grade to 12th grade and we're seeing it's we're like I'm telling you it's like 60 to 70 kids every week and um it's like two families that weren't from a broken home. And, and that was... I don't believe that's the way God designed it. I don't think He thinks you're less of a person if you are or if you've been part of that. But I do know that that's, that's who he, he wants to fix those things. The things that as a father, as me, as a dad... I want my kids to know what the perfect love of a father looks like, and that's why I follow Christ. That's why I want to be so instrumental in building this shelter, this home, this this refuge that says Christ or nothing. It says that without Him, we can't do it. So I encourage you, if you man, if if that's not your story, if you grew up in a perfect family in a perfect home. And you just have never met him today is the day it's, there's no don't don't say well I'll, I'll catch y'all next week at 9 o'clock man that'd be great be here at nine. I love it pack it out but even more than all that is that Christ is saying today I'm here my shelter my my doors are open don't run anymore Christ, on Christ. So, um, also I had Kyle's got a picture of the house that me and Callan built Mainly Callan, but just encourage you guys to, as men, do stuff with them, man. Love him. He made his night last night. It made his brothers a little jealous, but that's okay. So I encourage you guys, never think that someone that is wanting to build a house, that is looking for something, that is wanting to, to grow and change, don't, don't ever just take advantage of that or take it for granted. But um, I going to pray for you guys, and y'all can be dismissed. I know the buffet lines are probably narrowing down a little bit now, um, but uh, anyhow, Lord, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you so much for um, all that you've done in us today, God. All you're gonna do in us, Father. I pray for anyone here that that may be on the verge of giving our life to you, Father, or maybe they did today and they wanna they wanna move forward with it in baptism, God. That they will get connected with the right people. They can sign up for that on the app. Um, or just let someone know that they're ready to take that next step. Father, I pray that confidence and that freedom comes to people today through Christ. And I pray that, you'll have a great, that we'll have a great day, God, that you'll be with us and go with us wherever we go. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.